y'all. Welcome to Southern Bells. Hey, y'all. It's Brittany and Beth. So, we're glad that you could join in with us today to listen. Again, if you're interested, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Bells Faith, Food, and Fitness. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, good morning, you guys. Happy Thursday. Welcome to this week's episode of Q&A Thursday. So, um, this week is not going to be fitness or um, health related. Rather, it's going to be spiritually related. As a question was brought up in a prayer group that I'm part of about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In particular, this lady was asking what was known about the Holy Spirit. So in turn, that led me to just ask this simple question. Are you seeking or are you looking to educate? In which her reply was she was seeking to gain knowledge. Um, Different religions have different beliefs, right? So I don't identify as a religious person. I identify as a Christian. I identify as non-denominational. Here's why. I have been raised in a non-denominational church, which has a heavy kind of brethren um, Baptist background. I have also previously been a member of the Assembly of God Church, which is really heavily a Pentecostal background. Here's the common belief. We believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross. He was born of a virgin. He was born as a man. He walked this earth. He took upon our sins when he died on the cross. He gave us that eternal salvation. He was the final sacrifice that opened up the gates of heaven for Gentiles and Jews alike. Um, Whether you're Greek, Gentile, Jew, you are now offered the same gift of eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. I think sometimes we get too caught up in segregating ourselves from this one and that one or this belief and that belief when it really all boils down to our common belief in Jesus Christ and him crucified. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what the Holy Spirit is. I encouraged this person to seek out Acts because Acts teaches us a lot about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But if you go back into 1 Corinthians verse or chapter 12, verse 13, it says, For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. So there's some belief that whenever you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you also receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I disagree with that slightly. Here's why. Scripture tells us in Acts that when Jesus was with the apostles, he had said that the coming of the Holy Spirit would be in days to come. I believe that it said 10 days. Um, but he let them know that something was coming after he left this earth. So they believed in Jesus because they walked alongside him, right? So they accepted him as the Lord and Savior. But it wasn't until after he died on the cross, 
ascended to heaven, that the Holy Spirit was sent to earth to give them the power that they needed. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus talks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a way um, that it's a gift promised by God. It comes apart from anything that we can do. Um, It was promised to us in the upper room, and you can find that in John. And then also there's water baptism, and then there's Holy Spirit baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, I believe, is necessary to be a good witness for Christ. However, I also believe that you should not seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're not a born-again Christian, meaning you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and ask Him to be the Lord of your life. It's the Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You need to accept, recognize, and acknowledge them as one, but them as three. Um, I know that seems a little bit confusing, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it tells us in Acts that it came down like fire and it rested upon them. And some people believe that that meant that you have to speak in tongues in order to show that you have received the baptism. But I think that speaking in tongues is a gift. You know, um, first we have to seek Christ. We have to seek that forgiveness and accept him into our lives. Second, we have to recognize that there needs to be an outward expression. So that's where the baptism by water comes into place. If you're baptized by water, that's an outward expression that the old you is dying and the new you has come to know Christ. And then if you pray and seek the Holy Spirit's wisdom, I tell my girls who are young, y'all, they're six and eight, that that is kind of like what people would refer to as your conscience. That's actually the Holy Spirit's guidance. If you're led by a positive light and not by the darkness, because we know he seeks about to who he can devour, then you are being led by the Holy Spirit. If you seek his wisdom, he will lead and direct you. Um... You can be baptized by the Holy Spirit the moment that you're safe because you have acknowledged the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have welcomed them into your life. Um, you're, you're making that change. Does that absolutely mean that it is synonymous? No, because there are some people who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior, but don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for today. Sorry, y'all. I am not one of those believers. I believe that God full and well intended us to have the same power in the mighty name of Jesus as the disciples had all those years ago when they walked alongside him after he died for their sins as well as ours. Um, I do believe that it is for today. In Romans, it does tell us... um, In chapter 8, verse 9, it says, If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. They're they're really saying that the moment that you're saved, and saved is synonymous with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that means you must also accept the Holy Spirit for what it is. Um, John, here's some scriptures I found that kind of confirm that. Um, John 3 verse 5 says you're born again by the Spirit. 
1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says indwelt by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says baptized by the Spirit. And Ephesians 1, 13 says sealed by the Spirit. When those four things take place, then you have been encapsulated with the love of Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. Um, there's no commandment to seek the Holy Spirit, right? Like it's not a commandment, but, um, the disciples had to wait for the baptism because they were waiting for the first day of Pentecost, which is what takes place in Acts. This is when the church came into existence on the day. So if you think about what the church is, it's a body of believers who believe in Jesus Christ. When Jesus walked the earth, there was no true, um, church. There was not a belief in Christ as our savior. There was a belief in God, right? There was a grief belief in that higher power, but they were still waiting for the Messiah. Some of them still continue to reject him. Um, when that happened in Acts, the day of Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit descended. That is when the disciples received the Holy Spirit into their lives so that they could have the same power that Jesus had in his behalf. Now, does that equate them to Jesus? Absolutely not. That is not what I am saying. But what it does mean is that God sent the comforter to come. God sent that external Holy Spirit to be upon us as Christians to help us when we need help. Um, we just need to trust God and believe in our salvation does that mean if you don't ever speak in tongues that you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? No, I don't believe so. I believe that speaking in tongues is a gift. I also believe that God tells us to test the spirits, right? I do believe that there are some places and circumstances where a foreign tongue is spoken and it is not of God. That you're required to test the spirit. You're supposed to pray and believe and trust and test the spirit. If at any point in time that those things occur and they seem scary or they seem condemning or they don't bring a word of God that is backed up by the Bible, I don't believe that they are from God. I believe that they're from a darker, darker entity. You are to test the spirits. Um, there's a social media thing going around right now between how yoga can be used um, for Satanism, right? My dad asked me about this because we do practice yoga, but there's a difference between practicing yoga and doing a worshiping yoga where you're tapping into a third eye or you're opening up chakras or you're using it for an intent that is not bringing you closer to God, but is actually pushing you further away from God. Um, I one, think yoga is fantastic. I think it is a great way to meditate on the word. I think it is a great way to bring in some calm and collection into your life. So I think given in the right circumstances, then it is the appropriate thing. It is, there, it is okay. Um, some people will also say that if you... How do I want to say this? Sorry for the pause. I know that's awkward. Um, some people believe that if you're 
once saved. So if you give your life to Christ, you're always saved. There are also some that believe that if you backslide, then you never really were saved in the first place. I challenge you to read the scriptures on that. I challenge you to read into the scriptures where in the book of Revelation, it talks about names being blotted out. We can only assume that those blotted out names are names of believers who had backslidden or had changed their beliefs, who had no longer totally devoted their life um, into the belief of Christ, right? But if you think about it in the sense of being baptized, you are shedding light on something new, right? And um, the gift of tongues is a sign. It can be a sign, but it's not the only sign. And then we must also take caution when we are considering our own walk with Christ versus someone else's walk. Just as I spoke in my Tuesday morning talk on grief, you have to own your own salvation. You have to, um, you have to be ready and prepared and have a heart for Christ in order to seek that. I think that's my opinion. Now, granted, I am not an acclaimed Bible scholar. Like I do, um, know a lot, but there's way more that I need to learn. Um, Jesus and Luke tell us in Acts 1, 4 through 5, and this is what he said, while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you heard from me, from John, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. Jesus's conversion of unbelief to belief is in the baptism to genuinely be born again Christians. It says in Luke 24, verses 52 and 53, they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. They were continually in the temple blessing God. I think it's important to seek God first, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, and to... Um, to seek that God give you that fresh filling. Um, the language of the Puritans, for example, um, here's a quote by Martin Lloyd-Jones. It says, Oh God, I need a fresh baptism. I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh filling. I need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We all can feel like we're on fire for God. And then there are also times that we feel like our oil is running low, that that light is starting to get dim. Guys, those are referred to as the peaks and valleys. Never forget to allow God to refuel you, refill you. And when you feel that drift, pull him in. Don't push him away. Pull him in. Um, God is there. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Um, if you have a heart for Christ, just know that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is there for you and it is available to you and God is your God. Um, 
Luke tells us that being baptized in the Spirit is like being clothed with power on high. So wait in Jerusalem till you're clothed with power from the on high. If you are prepared to go into the mission field or into the battlefield, because we know there's a spiritual war that rages around us, then make sure you are clothed in the raiment of the Holy Spirit. I hope that this has been a little bit educational for you. I know I love to hear and, and have questions and seek out Jesus Christ and to learn more about his word. And I hope that you do too. Today, there's a few prayer requests that I had. Um, my sweet little buddy Eli was supposed to have um, a small procedure today and he spiked a fever. So we need to keep him in prayer. And at this moment, our sweet friend Beth's mama is having surgery for her shoulder. So we're just going to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, and we praise you. We give you all the glory and the honor. God, we pray that you will just help us to take this moment to search our hearts, Lord God, to search out where we stand with you, Lord, where we are in our walk and our faith with you, Lord God. And God, if there is anything in our salvation that needs worked out, God, please shine light onto that. Bring light into the darkness of our hearts, Lord, that they might be opened up. And dear Heavenly Father, we know that even that small flicker can be seen afar off. God, I pray that you will just continue to pour your anointing upon us, Lord. I pray that you will just bless me and hide me behind the cross, Lord Jesus, that your word might be spoken through me. God, I pray for those that are seeking your Holy Spirit and your wisdom. I pray that you guide them and direct them in the path that they need to be. Lord, I pray that you will just continue to be with those that are fighting today, Lord. God, we know that there are some in our prayer corner and in our prayer chat that have asked for special prayers, Lord, for circumstances that have battled against them. We lift them up right now, Lord, and their families. God, we pray for those that are recovering from illnesses, Lord Jesus. God, I just give you praise for healing my body, Lord. And God, I know that you can put that same healing on those that are struggling. Lord, I pray for Eli. I pray that you will just break this fever, Lord, and help his little body to stay healthy and well. God, I pray that you will just rebuke this illness that is trying to come against him. Lord, I pray for Beth's mama. God, we pray for a significant outcome from the surgery, Lord. We pray that she gets the relief and the outcomes that she needs, Lord Jesus, to be functional, healthy, and well, Lord God, and we thank you. God, we pray for traveling mercies for Beth. Pray that you'll just be with her while she's with her mama, Lord God. God, we thank you for the blessings that you have given us, Lord, for watching over us in our communities, Lord, and helping us to stay focused on the cross, Lord God, for we know without you, we are nothing. Lord, we know that life is but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. Lord, we pray that you will just bring a mighty revival to your nation. God, we thank you. We praise you and we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, y'all. Bye.